0: Everybody and welcome to the very first episode of the Cucina Aurora Kitchen Witchery podcast. I'm super duper excited because I've been doing podcasts a lot uh, on other people's podcasts and. Uh, I've decided to throw my hat in the ring and try it for myself. And uh, to welcome you, I'd just like to give you a little bit of background and let you know what we're going to be doing here on the Kachina Aurora Kitchen Witchery podcast. Um, we're going to be doing different series uh, of different topics. So as we begin, the first thing we're going to be talking about is uh, I have this new cookbook out called The Kitchen Witch's Guide to Love and Romance, uh, Recipes to Love and Romance. And we talk in the book a lot about love, self-love, love. Um, attracting lovers, attracting friendship, how to spice up a relationship, all those kind of good stuff. Um, we talk a lot about food. It's a lot about recipes, uh, fantastic c- cooking. And of course, we do some spell work, some magic work, some meditation, some visualization techniques. Um, and so that's what we're going to be focusing on then this particular series. From this podcast overall, you can expect everything from... Great food ideas, great recipe ideas, uh, witchery, paganism, uh, dorky things, bad jokes, terrible puns, uh, probably a lot of dirty language. So I'd like to give you a disclaimer that uh, if you are faint of heart, you don't like curse words or sexual innuendos or bad puns, this is not the podcast for you uh so yeah that's my disclaimer and with that uh let's get started with this very first episode of this podcast that I hope doesn't suck um (laughs) so yeah one of the things we're going to talk about in this series we're going to talk about the recipes in my new book and how it came to be and we're going to do it with my amazing sweet fantastic gorgeous loving extremely patient husband, Justin. Hello. He's really cute. He's looking at me right now with his cute beard and his cute (laughs) smile. And uh, I'm just hoping that I don't embarrass the crap out of him too much.
1: Oh, I'm sure there'll be some embarrassment. You know what you signed up for. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) I keep telling him this book is about him. You know, like, I love you so much. I fucking wrote a book about you. Um, Because that's the truth. I mean, my journey into Kitchen witchery was really, really began at the beginning of our relationship, which believe it or not, is 20 years ago, 20 years ago. It's a long time. It was so long, in fact, that uh, Justin is actually uh, an audio guy and he's a musician, and so I'm super lucky that I have him to help me with this. And We're down here in our basement uh, recording this, and thank goodness he has mic stands. And you were about to tell me a story before about the mic stands, how old these are, how old are they?
1: Oh, yeah, so we... Um Okay, so it was when we were living in um, the temporary apartment after the fire.
0: Okay, so side note. Justin and I are originally from New York. um, And in 2009, we had a house fire in our condo. And uh, worst thing we've ever been through, best thing that could have happened to us, um, forced us to pretty much reexamine our lives and move to New England, which is where we are now, actually in New Hampshire, which we love. Um, but that's how we've been together a really long time. So, um, more of that later when we explore our relationship, Um, you're just going to learn all about us. But anyway, Mike stands. Sorry.
1: Go. (laughs) So I had... um, I forget what I was doing at the time. Um, Oh, I think it was like... I think one of like the PPDs or or the Beltane Festival asked me to do sound. Yeah. um, Because they found out that I have a background in doing sound and recording. Yes, yes. And I had... The I had everything except for microphones and mic stands. I had the board, I had the speakers, power amps, the whole nine yards. But for for whatever reason, I had never because that was when, when you did the uh, we bought that stuff when you did the dinner theater, the old dinner. Yeah, theater. so we yeah. had like I think like a microphone or two microphones. Or no, actually, I didn't have microphones because we had borrowed them from someone else to do that.
0: Oh my God, you're right, you're right you're, yeah. right, you're right. That's like a lifetime ago yeah. when we had that dinner theater thing that we were doing. Yeah,
1: so I had all this hardware, but I didn't have any microphones or things to hold the microphones, so I had to. Get them fairly quickly. Yeah. And I ended up getting like the budget package of microphones, mic stands, and mic cables. It was like a hundred bucks. From like Guitar Center or Musicians Friend for like, yeah, for like a hundred bucks. Yeah. And we didn't even have, we didn't have the hundred bucks at the time. No, we did not. It was like, okay, well, we can either buy this and like, you know, Maybe we don't get chicken this week.
0: Right, right. <laughs> it was like reusing tinfoil yeah. and, you know, yeah. washing out Ziploc bags yeah. In, yeah. in that time period of yeah. our lives.
1: But it was one of those things that we had we had committed to doing. I had committed to doing it. Dawn had committed to doing um, a class, I think. Yeah. Um, so at that point, it was one of those things where, like, there was no other option. Yeah. And, like, it was basically, you know, you know do this. And then this whole festival will be yeah. able to kick off or, you know, we tell everyone that, well, yeah. guess what we can't do.
0: It's so interesting to think about like all those old, when Justin said before the PPT PPDs, that's the pagan pride days. And when I was first starting out uh, as a kitchen witch, that's what I was doing most of the time is we would do pagan pride festivals or uh, local, like you said, Beltane festivals or things like that. And that's really how Kuchina Aurora Kitchen Witchery started in terms of the business of the olive oil gourmet foods and all that. And I started teaching kitchen witchery classes, just kind of like teaching other people what I was learning, you know? And, um, and that, that was one of those very, very first ones. It was, down, I don't know if anybody out there is familiar with Long Island, New York, but it was the Wanta Park Beltane yeah. festival. Yeah. And we used to go all the time, like as patrons, we met so many great people that we're still friends with today, um, at that. And, and, like as patrons and then we started I started the business and everything like that and it was just it's crazy to think about how long how long we've been doing this and and now all of a sudden now we can like record stuff and talk about and we're still using the same mic stands so (laughs) yeah if you only have have, three left of like
1: the eight pack that I got
0: if you only have a hundred dollars and you need mics and mic stands they're pretty sturdy. Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah, they're, not, like, they're not the best by any stretch of the no. imagination. They're a little on the wobbly yeah. side, you know, a few knobs I are noticed, broken.
0: I noticed the one I'm using doesn't have feet. It's missing a foot
1: or it, two. It's missing a foot, <laughs> but that's actually better. The one I'm using is like the, the knob yeah. for the, uh, the 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 boom adjustment mm-hmm. is cracked in half and canted a little bit. Yeah. So it, it's not sitting right.
0: <laughs> Don't you just hate it when your knobs get cracked?
1: I hate it when my knob gets twisted. That's what I'm
0: saying. Yeah. I just hate it when my knobs yeah. get twisted. On that note, uh, so that's me and Justin and this is our banter. And, um, again, I'm so grateful to have him helping me. And
1: I'm happy I have the actual, you know, the, the background in recording things to be able to help.
0: Uh, yeah. What's going to be bad is that I'm going to start like relying on you for this. And, and then you're going to be like, that's your project. And I'll be like, please, <laughs> I don't know how to use the knobs. I don't know. Can you plug it in for me? Wah, I'm a girl. No, I, yeah, I would never happen. I would, it would no. never happen. No,
1: this, And this is, this is comparatively simple so once once we get a little more of do do a couple more episodes under our belt it'll be very simple for you to do on your own with someone else
0: oh i'm i'm sure it'll be okay so so this series is really going to be you and me bantering um and talking about stories from like our life uh around food and like a lot of the recipes in the most of the recipes in the book you've had to try because i had to make them um and most of them are based on, you know, things that I've made for you, whether it be, you know, for spell work or just for a quick dinner or, you know, and I think that's something that people don't really always get about kitchen witchery Yeah, is that it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to be a great cook. It doesn't have to be... Um, it doesn't have to be super complicated. It can be simple. Um, In fact, tonight I I was going to, I had like a bunch of things I wanted to talk about from the book as we were doing this, as we were thinking, oh, we're going to record our first episode. Um, And I wanted you to go through the book and pick out a recipe, um, which we might still, we might still do. So if you haven't seen the book, it's uh, really, I'm really super proud of it. Um, you want to know what's funny is that Justin hasn't read it yet.
1: <laughs> I've read a couple of pieces of it, but I haven't read the whole
0: yeah. thing yet. Which is to honestly, it's totally fine with me.
1: Well, it's weird because it feels like I'd be re- almost like reading a reading biography. Reading my diary, right? Yeah, like reading your diary or like reading a biography about me because I know that there's a lot of stories about us in there. Yeah. So it's, it's, a it's, I, like I'm looking forward to, it, but at the same time, it feels weird.
0: It is a little weird, and I there's part of me that like doesn't really want you to read it.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but you also don't want me to watch your YouTube videos. I
0: definitely don't want you to watch my YouTube videos, and I certainly don't want you to listen to this back. <laughs> I just, I just. Oh, side note, I said before, Justin is a great musician. He actually wrote our intro and outro music for this podcast. So, um, go follow him on Instagram, uh, Justin Hunt bassist, Justin. Hunt. bassist mm-hmm. yep. right and if you're following kachin aurora on instagram uh you can find him through me and he's got some cool music stuff there because he's brilliant thanks uh you are, i can't i have to you're amazing you're <laughs> you're, ama- you're very if sweet. you weren't amazing i wouldn't have written a book about you. it's really about the food that i make for him to show him how much i love him that's really that's really what it is but i had a bunch of things that I was like, oh, we'll make Justin go through the book and pick out his favorite recipe. But instead, I think we should talk about pizza. Okay.
1: We can actually, we can start that next episode if you want.
0: To talk about pizza?
1: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> to, to go through and pick out these different recipes.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um,
1: Pardon me, I have a bit of phlegm.
0: But uh, he's Flemish. But tonight I think we should talk about pizza because that's what I'm making for dinner. All right. I and, like pizza. Right? Okay, so best pizza of your life.
1: Um, okay, so I have two favorites. Okay. One, I would say... So, gr- growing up in New York, I I have very definite ideas about pizza. Um, I actually feel bad for some of our friends up here in New England mm-hmm. who I've talked to. Uh-
0: <laughs> growing up Italian in New York, yeah.
1: Well, even just in New York in general. Yeah. There's, there's, it's not just there's a lot of good pizza. There's just yeah. a lot of pizza. Yeah. And most of it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, well,
0: pizza's like sex. Even when it's bad, it's still pretty good.
1: Except with, with very specific exceptions. Yes, that yes, is true. Yes, that's true. Um, so, yeah. So, I have very definite ideas about what is and what is not good. Yeah. And uh, that's been f- fostered some very interesting conversations, mm-hmm. usually in places where they make the pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Where like you're in the pizza place and your friend's like, this is the best pizza and you're like, dude, this sucks.
1: I was out with Tim and Mike. We're at a place that does sandwiches and pizza. Yeah. And I'm literally getting to an argument while we're eating. Yeah. And like I'm like, they're they're five feet away. I know they can hear me and I just don't care.
0: <laughs> like if you're gonna if if this pizza is gonna be sacrilegious. Yeah,
1: like if you look, if you're gonna make it, you better be ready to hear about right. it. Right. If because, you're gonna come on.
0: fuck up pizza, yeah. you better be ready to handle it critiques of yeah. your fucked up pizza yeah and something was
1: bad it just you know it was more dominoes than it was you know pizza shop
0: uh this podcast does not support the views of my <laughs> guest on Domino's llc corporation blah bitty, blah 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 that's a joke if anybody didn't... also true totally true yeah.
1: so totally so good. anyway so the, the two favorite pizza places or pizzas that i've had um there's one place the place in new york that was right around the corner from the guitar shop that i used to work out um that was, and I I forget the name of it.
0: It was probably like Joe's. They're all. Joe's. Oh my god! It was Joe's. It was Joe's pizza. Oh, So it
1: was Joe's, but the guy who ran it was named Mike.
0: Oh, uh, see, that's messed up.
1: If I remember correctly, I could be getting that wrong. Right. But that that was hands down. Then right. they used to do these really awesome um, pinwheels. Mm. So oh. for for no for anyone out there who has not had a a pinwheel, pinwheel for a pizza joint, it is basically like. Okay, let's say it's like a garlic knot. If you've never had a garlic knot, (laughs) a garlic (laughs) garlic knot is basically like um, pizza dough literally tied into a knot or a curl of some kind and then, you know, cooked and then covered in a little bit of olive oil and and minced garlic. Um, uh, Pinwheel is a similar concept, but in a big spiral. It's like Um, a
0: mini, it looks like a mini cinnamon bun.
1: Yes, but with with, uh, mozzarella and pepperoni Pepperoni. and garlic. Yeah. Uh, And then the ones at this pizza place were about like, like six to seven inches in diameter. they were like they the were size massive. of yeah. a cinnabon. Yeah, there was yeah, yeah there was there was a size of like a giant cinnamon roll. It was a meal. Yeah, it was.
0: So let let's let's so, I'm sorry no, let's no, talk did. about that for a second. Okay. Right. So let's bring in a little kitchen witchiness here. Right. A pinwheel is a spiral, a sacred spiral. Right. So again, just kind of peppering in, for lack of a better term, peppering in this. You
1: said peppering.
0: I totally did. The ideas of kitchen witchery, like you can find that. At a local pizza place, right? Being aware that this is a sacred spiral, but it's also, you know, a pepperoni wheel, which is like the most delicious thing in the world. Yeah. You know, I have not had one. Since uh, I found out about having a gluten allergy, that's been really terrible.
1: You weren't able to have one when I was working there because we'd already found out that you had the allergy. That's, correct. that's I, correct. I feel bad about that because like I'd bring a couple home every now and again yeah. when I was able to come home from work. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: not working I, I work, overnights. At yeah, the, yeah, we, we worked a lot.
0: He was at a custom guitar shop working overnights. You know. Um, Working on uh, three. Yeah.
1: We work had to get done. Luther-y. So only yeah. so many hours in the day. So we used all of them.
0: Yeah. So if it was midnight and you needed food, yeah. pepperoni wheel it was. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Like basically we would get food there as long as they were open. Um, and then after that it was, you know, whatever other fast food place was open that we could pilfer for a while.
0: And that, that, you know, that sacred spiral of that symbolism of the cycle and, and infinity, uh, um, infinity, excuse me, um, That's sort of a really strong symbol for, um, you know, just the starting and ending, the beginning and ending of things. This is really cool because when you combine that symbol with the pizza dough, which is essentially it's bread, right? So it's kind of one of the things that that makes pizza, in my mind, really special. Everybody fucking loves pizza like i i don't know anybody who's like ew pizza's sounds gross um even myself with a gluten allergy i mean i have found ways to have really good pizza um even if i have to you know make it myself or whatever um but pizza is bread and it's a circle right especially american pizza you know sometimes you get a flat bread or something like that but your traditional american pizza what pops into your head um is that that circle so that sacred symbol of the circle you know which could symbolize the moon it could symbolize the sun it could symbolize the earth but also that idea of the cycles again which is really cool and then you combine that with the bread aspect and bread is about kinship it's about sharing it's about kind of like building bridges between people so like when you think about sharing a pizza with somebody right and you think about hanging out with someone, well, let's get a new york we go get a slice Right. You go, you don't, you don't really do that up here in New Hampshire. Nobody like gets
1: a slice. Yeah. People pizza by the slice is a pretty rare commodity. Yeah. There's only a couple of places that do it.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was, that was always thing when we were growing up. Right. Yeah. And, well, no matter
1: where you went, you could always get, you know, a, literally walk into any pizza place and go, give me two slices. And they'd be like, okay. You know, and basically it was, it was the accepted custom to do. Yeah. So everyone knew what you were talking about. Yeah. The first time we moved up into Massachusetts and then New Hampshire, I walked into a pizza place and Hey, you know, can I get a, uh, you know, two slices of pepperoni? And they were like, huh? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I got, I, it looked like, I, they looked at me like I was speaking a different language. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. like, I didn't know. I assumed pizza places were pizza places. Mm-hmm. But that that whole idea of, like, a piece of, like, just a slice or two was not known. So it was, you know, you had to have the whole, you know, you had to order the whole pizza, which is, you know, magically kind of interesting. We don't want to cut up the circle.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, but it's also, like, the wheel, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to cut it into equal parts and everyone gets a piece of that wheel, again, that's very connective because you're all sharing this one this one circle
1: you didn't tell me i had to share
0: (laughs) listen any pizza is a personal pizza if you try hard enough and believe in yourself and believe in yourself Uh, on that we're gonna take a little break and uh we'll be right back to talk more about the pizza that's actually uh in the cookbook and i've got four of them so we'll find out what justin's favorite is we'll be right back (laughs) simply in love with pizza but as someone with a gluten allergy it is almost impossible to find or make a great crust ugly's gluten-free makes the most perfect pizza crust i've ever had using a gluten-free sourdough starter this crust is made in small batches right here in new england crispy on the outside chewy on the inside grab yours at ugly's gluten Everybody, welcome back uh to the Kachina Aurora Kitchen Witchery Podcast, episode ho <laughs> one, where we are exploring actually the topic of this evening is the magic of pizza. Uh pizza. Pizza. You know, uh, our friend uh Tom is really gonna love this episode because pizza's like to eat pizza like four times a day. Yeah. It's like his favorite thing on yeah. earth. I feel like um since so we're we're recording this right now, uh January, like the you know, second of January uh twenty twenty one. And through the craziness of this past year with COVID and everything, um, obviously, like everyone, Justin and I have been spending a lot of time at home, a lot of time together, which honestly, for us, has been kind of a lot of fun. I don't want to speak for you. Maybe it wasn't as fun for you as it was for me.
1: Yeah, yes, it was a lot of fun.
0: (laughs) But I finished writing this book right around, right before the pandemic really hit, um, so the manuscript was due like march 1st so i was wrapping up my last round of edits right when uh you know basically everything shut down and through all of this one of my favorite chapters in the book is about pizza and the kinship food and all those elements we were just talking about Um, and so we've now implemented in our household that we have pizza night every payday so um (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Oh, I think it's a great thing. I don't, I don't know. You know, I've been really working on my my homemade pizza game because we haven't really been getting takeout since we've been, I mean, a little bit here and there, we've been getting takeout to support our local restaurants. But I think that I have found that more things are there. My stomach is more sensitive now that I've been not eating out as much. Um, so I've really been concentrating on, you know, trying to up my pizza game. All the things that we would normally get from takeout, I've been trying to make them suitable myself so that we can kind of kill those cravings um, and and I've done okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 oh the the pizza has been steadily increasing in quality yeah from when you started really focusing on it yeah because you've made obviously you've made pizza in the past don just opened up the, the the cookbook recipes for romance and there's a a in case anyone hasn't seen it there is a centerfold style shot yeah. of it's the different sexy. pizzas there's two specific pizza recipes that are photographed in there and it I mean it's it's a really nice picture but it's also, but pretty also sexy. pizza
0: it's pretty sexy pizza like mm. so we had to I had to make make all these pizzas, you know, obviously everything that was in the book got made.
1: Also, all the, just as a note, all the photographs is what Dawn made.
0: Yeah, it's not sty- It's not food styled by yeah. a professional or whatever. It's yeah. food styled by me. So they're all actually my own you know, the recipes that I made, the food that I made mm-hmm. um, is what was photographed, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Right? It's pretty, it's pretty, well, I, hey, it's
1: great because I got leftovers. Yeah. And but... I
0: ate pretty good on those photo shoots. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. We 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 really, we had a lot of fun and we ate a lot. So there's a whole, uh you know, chapter on, on bread and the glory of bread, um, even for those of us that have gluten allergies. But there are four pizza recipes in this book. Um, and I'm curious to know which one is Justin's favorite, because I did make all of them. Uh, There's a butternut squash with goat cheese and cranberries, which is more like a flatbread pizza, which is outstanding. And then there's a spicy sausage pizza, which is like you mix sriracha into the sauce. Um, And then they have a marscapone and pepperoncini with um, brisciote and uh, a truffle and fig jam pizza with caramelized onions, which sounds like it's really fancy and really complicated, but they're very easy to do because you start with uh, like your favorite store bought crust like you can make your own crust but you start with your favorite store bought crust so which one is your favorite i bet i could guess i'm sure you can which one was your favorite
1: um so my two favorites were the spicy sausage and the um the mascarpone and pepperoncini. Uh, pepperoncini yeah um that was a bit so i'm i'm really I, I tend to like my pizzas more simple um, or, you know, I don't want to say traditional because at this point that's, does not even accurate mm-hmm. anymore. Um, but, you know, fairly simple, like pepperoni or pepperoni and sausage, you know, like meat lovers type of thing. Um, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, the spicy, the spicy sausage was great, especially because it was, it was spicy enough to get you to notice it, but it wasn't overly spicy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially for people who obviously, you know, people can moderate how much spicy they want to include in it. Mm-hmm. But, just right out of the gate, that recipe is spicy enough to make you, if you like spicy, to make you happy, but not yeah. to impede you eating it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it did crumbled sausage. And then, like, Justin has an allergy to uh, green bell peppers. Yep. So we used sweet Italian peppers. And I think we put red onions on it. Should we do red I don't onions, think it was red, red, red peppers, onions. It crumbled sausage, and then the sriracha tomato sauce? Yeah. And then we did. Um, Monterey Jack cheese instead of mozzarella.
1: Yeah, the, the honestly the sriracha tomato sauce made all the difference. It was
0: so good. Yeah. it was so good. Um, yeah. So like these are the things. Like since then, every pizza night we have, I try to make a different pizza for myself because, like Justin said, he's really traditional. So he gets either a plain pizza or I'll do pepperoni. Sometimes there was one time a couple months ago where I had leftover meatballs
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I made you meatball and rugot.
1: Oh yeah. That I love.
0: That was yeah. that. And I did like half that for me on my gluten-free pizza. It mm-hmm. was
1: really, really good. Yeah, it's a great combination.
0: It's a right. Cause there's something about that creaminess mm-hmm. of the, the, when the rugot bakes down, like it would yeah. in a, in a lasagna or something. Yeah. So good. Before the gluten allergy, one of my favorite things was a baked ZD pizza. Has anyone ever had that? Oh yeah. Those right. It's like, they take ziti and ricotta cheese and mozzarella and put it on top of the pizza and then bake the pizza.
1: So now there was a pizza place by by my parents' house that did that. They called it grandma pizza. Mm. And it was uh, a slice of Sicilian pizza that was, you know, figure like, you know, an inch inch and a half. Yeah, thick. Maybe close to 2. Yeah. Th- you know, th- thick thick crust pizza with um the 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 like not not like dumping a whole baked ziti on it but yeah. like some like you know pieces of baked ziti um with crumbled meatball and mozzarella and ricotta and, and it's uh, like there was something else.
0: All of the carbs,
1: yeah. all of the Yeah. I time. think I think there was actually a couple of peas in there or something. Ooh, I would have something loved that. Lo- yeah, yeah, I yeah.
0: love peas. Peas with pasta, like there's just something about that texture of like the sweet pop of the pea.
1: Oh yeah, it's the green.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's the green. Um, but again, like when we, we like, okay, we're here talking about our favorite pizzas. But when you look at the energetic qualities of those things, it makes sense that everybody loves pizza, right? Because we talked already about the shape of it being unifying, um, you know, and symbolic of the moon or the earth. or or the cycles of of the world. And then bread having the um, connective qualities of friendship and kinship. But cheese uh, and any dairy has like joyful energy associated with it. Um, And then the tomato sauce, tomatoes are like, a love, 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 love food. Um, people don't really think about tomatoes as being a love food, but they their aphrodisiac properties or their spiritual nutrition is about learning how to give and receive love. So if you're sharing pizza with somebody on all levels, you are participating in a lot of energetic uh, sharing right there because not only of the act of sharing it, but all these uh, magical attributes in the ingredients themselves which I think kind of makes a sort of like trifecta of meat uh, of you know bread cheese and tomatoes which is the like pizza stripped down The very basics you know simple tomato sauce simple cheese simple bread Um, so you could take it from the simplistic to the super fancy with like the pepperoncini and all that but your basics are the same which i think is why we love pizza so much and and how it could actually be used in you know like making a mealtime magical kind of thing um you know for your own kitchen witchery which I, I never really thought about until having this conversation like I've thought about these things separately yeah um but not all together and I think that's really I think that's really cool you know yeah so are you really excited about having pizza tonight always yeah mm-hmm. what do you want on your pizza tonight uh, do you have any pepperoni left we have pepperoni and salami oh that's right yeah cuz we had cuts. Italian cold yeah. cuts for for christmas so we're going to have to use them
1: mhm um yeah i think just the pepperoni problem yeah maybe a little extra cheese because you're simple because I'm, I'm simple
0: you're simple when it comes to your pizza oh. i'm having artichoke portobello and probably goat cheese on my pizza
1: you still have goat cheese left i have goat cheese oh left. fig jam
0: oh no not not on this pizza i could what? do goat cheese and fig jam i have enough goat cheese and fig jam that i actually
1: do you cook. okay
0: damn it How am I going to decide? Shit. (laughs) Thanks, babe.
1: You're welcome. I'm here to help. I appreciate it. Well,
0: this was like really fun. Yeah, this was fun. This was really fun. And I'm starving now.
1: So. (laughs) Well, we've been talking about pizza for the last.
0: Yeah. I wonder what we're going to talk about next time.
1: I don't know. I bet it's food.
0: It's probably going to be food. It's probably going to be food. I hope it's food. Really. It might be. I don't know. We might. Well, maybe next time we'll actually get into some of the sexy stuff. Oh, sexy food. Sexy food. Okay. You know. Well, next time I'll let you pick something out of the book to talk about. I won't just be like, let's talk about this thing.
1: There's never a bad time to talk about pizza. That's true. Yeah. Absolutely. It's always good for pizza. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to, let's go make some pizza right. and eat it and maybe have some wine. And um, thanks everybody for listening to our very, 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 very first episode of the Cucina Aurora Kitchen Witchery Podcast. This is the first episode in the Recipes for Romance series. Uh, we'll probably have maybe five or six more of these so make sure that you continue to tune in to uh, download these Um, follow Kuchina Aurora Kitchen Witchery on Facebook I'm also on Instagram check out the Kuchina Aurora Kitchen Witchery website at kuchinaaurora.com and you can buy your own copy of the Kitchen Witch's Guide two recipes for love and romance and get all those recipes for those awesome pizzas You can buy it on Amazon, you can buy it at Barnes Noble, you can buy it at your local bookstore, or of course, you can buy it directly from me at KachinaAurora.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. I leave you with many blessings and much gratitude.